With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. A metal eating bacteria could be the key to a cleaner environment. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. The word bacteria doesn't exactly evoke a lot of positive images, but scientists at Cornell University have recently discovered a novel way to replicate and use a bacteria from Oneida Lake in New York State. It's called Shiwanella oneidensis, and it has a special affinity for the rare earth elements, such as so-called lanthanides, which are seen as critical to the clean tech revolution. The bacteria can be grown and used to purify rare earth metals through a process called biosorption, which is considered safer and less taxing on the environment than the way they're extracted now. That's according to Buzz Barstow, professor of biological and environmental engineering at Cornell and a lead researcher on this project. So it enables us to make, we think, extremely scalable, environmentally friendly process for separating individual lanthanides exactly the thing you need for electric vehicles, wind turbines, superconductors. And it lets you do it, not just say in China or other sort of less advanced economies. This is a process that we think is good enough, is environmentally friendly enough to let us do this in the more advanced nations with more stringent environmental regulations. So it avoids us getting into this. My program manager, RPE, called it eco-colonialism where we externalize the CO2 problem. We say, we want to solve this environmental problem, so we're going to create these other environmental problems over, you know, in this other country. This technology and technologies like it, let us avoid that dilemma. And why is that a better alternative to how we process rare earth elements today? That's a great question. It doesn't involve any harsh chemicals. So today we rely on a solvent extraction process to purify them. So organic solvents, they, you know, they, they have a tendency to be carcinogenic. They're terrible for the environment in other ways as well. We also use what's called an organophosphorus-based extractant as well. That's a molecule, again, carcinogenic, that has a small preference for one or a small number of rare earths. 
because that doesn't have an enormous preference for any one rare earth, you have to do this sort of successive enrichment process. So you need gallons and gallons and gallons of it, and you need sort of incredibly long separation processes as well. So there's loads of potential for leakage as well. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So in addition to being more environmentally sustainable, is this approach that researchers are working on, is it also more scalable? I would like to think so. We are not the only people who are working on on biological approaches to separating rare earth elements. I can think of at least two colleagues, Joey Cotruvo at Penn State, Cecilia Martinez-Gomez at uh, UC Berkeley, who are also coming up with bio-approaches. And they're taking sort of, you know, very different approaches to the one we are. I'd like to think Shiwanella and biosorption in general, it has a lower specificity than their approaches. But it's easier to get the rare earths off the surface of the absorbing agent. So it might make for a faster, more scalable process. Also, biosorption doesn't require that you purify anything either. But all it requires is, is biomass. We just have to grow cells. That's really easy. Doesn't require any purification. When do you think we could see this in real life? A test run, a pilot? You know, I think it comes, you know, I think it's like where there's a will, there's a way. I'd like to think that there's enough momentum behind these technologies. There's enough interest to fund them. I'll use this opportunity to, to give a plug for my grad student, Sean Medin. Uh, Sean was the first author on this paper. And he and Alexa Schmitz, uh, Alexa was a my first postdoc in my lab, uh, founded a company called Regen to commercialize this technology and also technology for engineering microbes to dissolve rocks to get rare earths out of them as well. What they've done is they have opened up the opportunity for sort of commercial investment in this. That was Professor Buzz Barstow at Cornell. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, China is the global leader, producing 70% of the world's rare earth metals. But a report from the Yale School of the Environment finds that's come at a cost in the form of serious water and soil pollution issues in the country. We'll have a link to all of that, plus the research from Buzz Barstow's team on our website, marketplacetech.org. Daniel Shin produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM.